Hello, it's Graham Cove with another My Music, sponsored by Next Stand. In a minute, I'm going to be speaking to my friend here, Kat. But first, this. I need to get going, Mel. See you later. Oh, it's lovely to get to the end of the week. I don't know what everybody else has been doing this week. It's been really hard work. I don't know. I think it's just when you get to this point, you know, sort of uh, start to midsummer. I don't know what it is, but it just feels like everything's a little bit slower. How's your week been, Kat? Uh, It's been all right. We have a heat wave here in Vancouver, so I feel like doing nothing, but I have like a million things I need to do, so... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can, I can completely concur. It's actually been a little bit uh, grey and overcast in the last mm. week or so. But as of today, the sun has scorchingly come back out again here Terrible. in Somerset. And and you just suddenly go... Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> brain doesn't want to engage. But anyway, no, exactly. we're here to not talk about the sun or the weather or anything like that. We're here yeah. to talk about music. Yeah. Kat, what 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 started music for you um oh my god i guess it depends on when i want to start this story because like music has been in my life my entire life um both of my grandfathers are very musically inclined my brother uh was a radio dj for a long time you know my sister-in-law's in radio um it was always kind of in the back of my head that this was what I wanted to do with my life. Um, but essentially I tried it when I was like 19, realized that I was 19 and just not at all prepared for what it was going to entail. Um, took a break for like 20 years. And then at the beginning of the pandemic was like, you know what, if not now, when? You know, I um, I had a full-time job going into the pandemic. Um, by the end of 2020, I no longer had that job. Um, and it became let's let's just do this let's do it i've always wanted this we're gonna go for it right what so you made that conscious decision mm-hmm. during the pandemic to change it which a lot of people did yeah I mean, that, that this, this pandemic it was i mean a, an absolute tragedy on so many yeah. fronts but a lot of us need to look at it and go well but we all stood still for a minute the world yeah. st- stood still we reflected, we thought, hang on a minute, what are yeah. we doing all of this for? And, yeah. and was that, that was a moment for you, was it, where you just... Absolutely. Thought- yeah, I was, I was unhappy in my job before that. It wasn't a bad job. I, it just wasn't for me, right? It was a bad fit. And I thought about quitting for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I was comfortable. The job was fine. I was making enough money. Like, things were fine, right? Um, and then the pandemic hit and suddenly it was like I was at home all the time, like all of us were. Um, and I realized that like anxiety symptoms that I've been having had been far reduced and I had all this time and it was like I went back to music and it was like something kind of lit. You know, it yeah. was this change of like, oh, my God, I have missed this. And why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Right. Yeah. I mean, even here, I mean, I, I gave up a job just before the pandemic great timing right <laughs> um you know and i i literally just started something new but that came to a sudden 
yeah. crush, you know, it, it came crashing down yeah. uh, with the pandemic. And if I've got one regret, it's that I didn't just enjoy some of the time mm. a little bit more because part of me was a little bit anxious that, you know, I've got yeah. to, you know, I've got to feed the family and of course got, got to make money and, you know, maybe I should be doing something and starting something up and, and whatever, um, you know, but there, there, but there were times that we just had extra time and all mm. of us in the family, you know, did go back to, to, to some things that we put to, to sleep for ages. And, yeah. you know, I got my guitar out, which I hadn't nice. really spent a lot of time playing for a long time. My son, learned how to play guitar nice in in the pandemic you know he, yeah. he he can he played a little bit of trumpet before that but right. hadn't played anything else um so suddenly there was this this time to to enjoy and and find these other things again yeah. um and for me one of the things that came out of it when i did start again was this because i thought do you know what I, I, I've heard so many interviews with bands and artists, etc., on radio over that period, mm -hmm. you know, and it was stuff like, so what's your favourite ice cream? <laughs> the important stuff, you mean? Oh, yeah. Or uh, <laughs> so if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Right, yeah. And I was thinking, hang on a minute. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of lived a life, cat of within music mm -hmm. even though even though a lot of my work has, over the years has been nothing to do with music I've always been around music I was in a yeah. band from 14 nice and you know at 21 I was in a signed band and mm. and I was doing other stuff as well I was recording people like Tori Amos and I was nice. uh, you know I was just doing sort of sound at, at gigs for people and I was working on radio and I was interviewing bands yeah and kind of over the years all of that had drifted off and I suddenly thought well do you know what I'm going to start a social media business and then I'm going to make part of that I am going to interview artists again nice. right but let's make it from that perspective of I I've lived a little bit of that hmm. and let's talk to them from a kind of respectful point of view of yeah you know let's reminisce about you know what that was like and, and, right. and you know get people to understand what it is to be a musician yeah a little bit as well because uh, I guess you know everybody has that's not a musician and here's people putting out material yeah has a little bit of rose tinted glasses about that <laughs> yeah and honestly I think I did going in um I think I had this idea that like I would just make some music and I would just sign to a label and everything would be great and it's like I've done those things Ooh. but like I'm still working really hard I still have like another part-time job to support what I'm doing um it's not like an overnight success if anything signing with the label just meant that there's more things that I have to do not less um so yeah there's definitely a steep learning curve um and now like when I was 19 the whole thing of like social media and being on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and all of these things all the time was just not a thing right it's like you wrote music you played at festivals or whatever right um but now it's like there's so much pressure to be so present all the time um, and I think we don't talk a lot about the kind of mental health aspect of that and the emotional labor that goes into just being there all the time <laughs> yeah 
Well, it's why um, the business that I started is called The Better Way of Life. And it's why mm. we help people through that and, that, and, right. and we help people do it because actually it's not for everybody yeah you know just because and again you know just because you might be on the surface extrovert enough to stand up on the stage and sing songs in front of people mm -hmm. that's a that kind of extrovert nature might not necessarily translate to you want to put your life on social yeah. media on a day-to-day -day basis yeah and, and and talk to a whole load of people that you just really don't want to talk to yeah. um you know and it's it's not because you want to be unfriendly to people that want to be fans or anything it's just that's not you yeah, yeah. exactly well and there's so much pressure now to like be authentic um so people want to see like who you are as a person which means like just promoting your music doesn't cut it anymore right you have to be okay with showing certain aspects of yourself um and for me that was a huge learning curve because when i started i was incredibly paranoid about putting anything personal on the internet because being female on the internet is kind of dangerous just to begin with um you're opening yourself up to a whole lot of weird weird shit um mm. So you have to take that into account as far as what you actually share with people. And then also from a perspective of like, what is interesting about me? You know, besides the fact that like, oh, I make music that some people like. Um, are there things about me as a human that are actually interesting and trying to have that like third perspective um, without judging yourself? You know, and being like, is the fact that I like cats interesting or is that? I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. And again, that's why we do a lot of stuff like this mm -hmm. with people because, you know, and I not not from a musician, but another client during the week, they said, oh, but someone else in my sector said, you really need to be, you know, showing yourself up more on social yeah. media. And, and I turned around to them and said, yeah, but you're not them. Mm. You know, they're a very extrovert person. They're always they're the kind of person that would always be snapping themselves at anything right. as a selfie or whatever. You know, you're not that you're a private person, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, we can put you in front of people, but let's do it in a way that you feel comfortable with it and yeah. that you've got some control in it, because otherwise you're going to fall over. Yeah. You know, and, and it's oh, that's dangerous yeah. ground. So listen when you were when you were young mm -hmm. what were you what were you listening to oh my gosh uh so when i was quite young like 19 18 19 um it was it was the 90s and i was a big alternative rock fan um so <laughs> i was just actually talking with um with the label people about how i'm going to see garbage this weekend and i am so excited shirley like, i love shirley i like she is the reason i have red hair i have been obsessed with shirley since i was 14 and there was this whole thing because like anyone who lived through the 90s knows that there was kind of an idea of like what women should be um and then alternative rock came around people like shirley manson um and they offered this different perspective of like, you can be sad, you can be angry about things, you can be unfeminine, and it is still awesome. And for me, that was like groundbreaking, because I'd never felt like I fit any of the kind of like female tropes. Um, so having Shirley come into my, you know, kind of world and my universe with this different perspective, it was like, 
opened all of the doors for me. Um, and that was kind of when I started thinking about writing my own music and writing like sad girl songs and this kind of stuff. Um, but the production, yeah, yeah like the, the production of Bruce Vig was always, or sorry, Butch Vig, um, was always really inspirational to me because they took like a rock band and then added like all of this other stuff that just made it so interesting and so fascinating. And it is something that I still, I still do now. Oh, absolutely. There was so much electronica in there as well. There was, yeah. it was a great, you know, I mean, and remember we'd come out of a period of those people had grown up in the eighties. So mm-hmm. we'd grown up with, you know, Nick Kershaw and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, Howard Jones and a lot of, you know, sort of pop songs, all, yeah. uh, even like early Depeche Mode, they're yeah. all centered around the electric, yeah. electronic Synth. sounds and whatever. Yeah. yeah synths, et cetera. Yeah. You know? And until, until synths became overboard mm-hmm. because it just, and that's literally what happened with synth music. Totally. It, it just went, Right up its own boss backside, to be honest. I mean, it just it <laughs> yeah. literally at first it started clever and it was like, yeah. you know, let's put a few sounds in there. Mm-hmm. And, and then it suddenly became like, you know, in mass, every let's get every synth sound possible in there until oh. it's like, oh, yeah. You know? But someone like Butch just brilliantly sort of like took the staple rock sound yeah. again and went, let's put these stabs in there or these little. Yeah you know, sounds in there that just, ooh, make it interesting. Exactly. Yeah? Yeah. Brilliant. Who else, We uh, yeah, yeah, apart from Garbage, um, Shirley, um, anybody else that was on the scene that you were? Yeah, I mean, I was a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. Um, I mean, they were everywhere. So that was a big thing. Um, Tea big Party. Songs. Big songs, huge songs, and honestly, I'm still guilty of that now too. Like you can yeah. see my influences because I'm like, just cram all the stuff into the songs, and I'm the happiest. Yeah. Um, but like the over dramatics of Billy Corgan, like I was all for that. You know, he was just like, he wasn't just like a little bit sad or a little bit angsty. It was like everything was ending. You know? He was like, completely was... melancholy. You know, it was oh, it was infinite but... sadness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I love I love the dramatics of their songs as well i love, yeah. I love the massive great builds and then yeah. nothing yeah you know yeah uh, those that, like silent moments right yeah, yeah absolutely you know and the use of again you know a lot of crossover in the sound as well because mm. there's a lot of staple kind of rock elements to that but yeah. then there would be strings or there would be yeah. just like these little little twinkles in the background that would just absolutely. make it interesting to come back and listen to and yeah. that's really really interesting oh yeah. brilliant uh did, did was a guilty pleasure along the way was there anyone that you know you listened to that uh, that someone would be surprised about <laughs> um probably i mean i had an aqua phase I don't know oh. if you remember barbie girl yeah <laughs> i thought that was hilarious that like bubblegum pop um mm. It definitely had sass, right? It did, yeah, yeah. It was like Brand Van Three Thousand. It was the same thing, um, where it was like kind of cheeky, you know. And I think that the cheeky part of me enjoyed that. (laughs) I just, I think um, you mentioned um, Barbie Girl. I just think there was there was moments, especially in the video of that, which you just thought "Mm, this is wrong, Mm, and and that is (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Uh, But and that's the funny thing, isn't it? It became kind of a it became one of those songs that has been stuck on sort of kids pop albums mm. since and you think actually that's not a kid's song no 
If you'd no. actually listened to what that song yep. was going on about and you'd watch that video in particular, totally. that's definitely not a kid's yeah. song. But it's, you know, it always surprises me that, that those things translate like that. I mean, I watched um, one of my kids was who's, you know, um, only six, was watching mm. TV the other day and an advert came up for uh, kids pop. Do you oh, remember they, they, oh, they, they, they do these, these, yeah, they're yeah. still making them. These yeah. Albums where kids sing pop songs. It's terrible. Yeah. They're dreadful. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. <laughs> and the, one of the first songs that they were singing was that A, B, C, D. And it's just like, what? Oh, they like A, B, C, D, F, U or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what? so funny. How, that's so how funny. is that? How, you know. Not a kid song. It's, that's again, that is not yeah. a kid song. All right. Yeah. That's a very adult song with a very Absolutely. adult message, you know. Um, but I love the fact that people try and make these things saccharine so that, that you know, yeah. everybody can absorb it. Absolutely. Um, you see a keyboard there. Is, is keyboard your primary instrument for writing or? Um, or? It's kind of become that way. Yeah. I used, like, I do play guitar and I wrote a lot of songs on guitar when I first got back into this, but then I always found they sounded too kind of folky, um, which is fine. But it's just not really my kind of favorite um so when i started producing my own music i now use midi instruments for most of the stuff and i usually start with some kind of piano or key or like something to kind of ground it um so it's be kind of become <laughs> become my main staple yeah now yeah. um let's talk let's talk about your record label for mm. a minute um how how did you find them um, on the internet, uh, essentially, uh, a friend of mine who's a, a UK artist, uh, Thomas Ragsdale, uh, I was working with him mastering some of my own stuff before I was signed. And I said, like, you know, I have all this demo material. I really love it, but I don't know who to send it to. Um, I asked him if he had any recommendations and Analog Trash was one of the people that he recommended. Um, so I looked into them. I really liked the ethos that they had on their website talking about inclusivity and supporting female artists. And that was really important to me. Um, when I was looking at labels, so many of them had just like acres of the same band. And it was always, especially like here in Canada, there's a lot of like indie rock acts of like four guys with like long hair and a beard. Um, and there was just so much of that. And I was like, well, how do I fit into this? You know, I'm, I'm here making my dark electronic vibey stuff and all Canadian labels are looking for like indie rock acts right there you go I, I was looking around while you were talking because here we go uh for anyone that doesn't know there we go there's, there's the key ring oh nice there we go uh <laughs> little plug there analog trash awesome. um great great band and and they actually sent me a um they sent me an email a small thing nice about you because about me because, because you've literally just released yeah. something so so tell me about that yeah, so uh, Devil's Curse actually just came out this morning. Um, I know, so exciting. Uh, it is my second release with Analog Trash. Uh, so the first one was Circus of the Living, uh, which did fairly well, considering a lot of things. Um, Devil's Curse is the follow-up to it. It's more of like a kind of dark ballad, I would call it. Mm -hmm. um, it talks a lot about kind of the... Um, obsessive nature of love the kind of complex feelings of feeling like encompassed by those initial flourishes of love um, or lust whichever way you want to go uh it has kind of like vampire kind of aesthetic to it i was watching um only lovers left alive a lot and uh, lost highway so those kinds of influences are definitely in there <laughs> but it's got just so people know when you say it's a, a ballad it's got pace it's it not 
this is no Jennifer Rush, you know, power of love. Oh, God. You know, go and put your head down the toilet thing. Yeah. This is... <laughs> This, it's got it's got pace and it's pulsing yeah. and it and you know it, it carries you through. It's just yeah. what you're what you're saying is that there's it's it's got you know to, in terms of uh, in terms of sentiment and everything it's yeah. valid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I mean most things that I write have some kind of like synth or bass element that kind of drives through the whole thing. Um, I like things to have a bit of motion and a bit of movement to them. Yeah. Well, otherwise we will get bored, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, let, let's face it. In this day and age where everybody has got a limited, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, span in terms of attention. Totally. So much so that I couldn't even remember what I was going to say then for a second. <laughs> uh, it was, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's no, I mean, it works. It, it keeps it keeps your interest throughout. And I do I love your voice on this as Thank well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have vocal lessons? Were you? Were you yeah, I've been yeah, I've been in choirs um most of my life and then um I did take some vo vocal 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 lessons um over the last couple of years uh with a friend of mine who's a really good teacher and then also um I'm in a local choir with uh Don Pemberton who's a kind of well-known Canadian jazz singer. Yeah. Um yeah, she's amazing. Um so she's also helped me kind of hone in on my my sound and my style and all that. Nice. Yeah. So I might get a bit of jazz from you at some point, you know? Jazz is actually kind of like my second love. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've done some jazz singing previously, and I think that comes into what I'm doing now is there's a bit of that kind of sultry, smoky jazz club thing. Um, you did it so well just there with your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's in there for sure. Yeah. No, no. Fantastic. What what sort of um, do you listen to jazz yourself? Is there a is is there a jazz influence for you? Yeah, I mean, there's always the classics like Ella Fitzgerald will never get old for me. Nina Simone, like there's just, um, you know, I was I had a thing for Doris Day for a while. It's not really jazz, but that kind of classic, um, like the Torch Song era. That's mm. I definitely have a soft spot for that. Um, I just the emotion and the the tone that comes with that. It's always a little bit deeper, a little bit darker, and that's definitely. I like and, and also though uh, in the more sort of freeform kind of uh mm. you know alternative jazz uh side of things there, there's some really cool young jazz artists out there at the moment making some really interesting yeah. music i mean have, have you listened to people like nuba garcia at all or no no i haven't had a chance honestly to get it kind of into that i've kind of gone with the classics but there you go check that one out she's amazing absolutely amazing yeah. um so in terms of in terms of where you want to go next with your music, mm. what what what's the what's the ambition for Cat Brian? Oh, I mean, like sky's the limit, honestly, for me. Like, cool. I want all the things. Um, being more realistic, I mean, there's this release. There will be uh, another single coming out in September, and then the album in October. Um, we're kind of aiming for around Halloween time, just because that kind of fits <sighs> my personal aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, everything's a little bit dark, a little bit. Um, kind of haunted that's kind of my vibe so halloween kind of made sense um so i'm working towards that and then i mean we'll see what happens i mean opportunities seem to be just kind of presenting themselves so i'm open to whatever kind of finds me along the way no that's good well now listen if the album's coming out mm -hmm. around the october time i i want to book that date now so sure. when when the album's ready yeah i want you to come back and we will do the album and maybe maybe even like 
listen to you know if we can get permission you know play play some little spot teasers of that sure. uh and uh you know talk about that and that would be absolutely fantastic yeah. so one question that i ask everybody that comes okay. through the hallowed doors of my music is yeah. if you could work with somebody alive or dead who would that mm. be um there's a couple of different people but i think niels from is actually top of my list right um, I've seen him perform a number of times and he's just amazing. And like, I don't even know what we would do, like whether he would want to use vocals, whether I could just like add some piano to his, like his 17 other pianos. Um, but I just think he's such a creative genius that it would just be amazing to be in a studio with him. That's lovely. You know, yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great to, it's, and actually it's nice that you've got someone there that's not necessarily known by everybody in the world. Mm. You know, but yeah. everybody should know. <laughs> yeah. Where, when, where did you first hear him? Um, it was actually my partner when uh, we first met like eight years ago. Um, he's an electronic artist as well. And he introduced me to Niels Fromm just because he knew that I liked, you know, um, piano music and classical music and had kind of these diverse tastes. I was into Philip Glass at the time. Right. Um, so he thought, well, if you like Philip Glass, then you'll probably like this guy. Um, and he sent me, I think it was the video for, I think it was said and done, um, which is just such an incredible song because it's all based around this one note that he hits the entire like nine minute song and then just builds around it. But this one note just stays the entire wow. time. It's, it takes you on this journey, like this emotional trip. It feels like a breakup and like, it's like the, the beginning and then the breakup and then the aftermath. And it was just like... I sat there at the end of it, just like, oh my god! <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's not, I've got, I've got to go and check that out. Absolutely. I'm writing it, I'm writing it down. You it's should. gonna happen, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, I love, I love music that does that as well. I love yeah. music that that builds around one idea and just keeps repeating it. And and yeah. until you actually, sometimes you, that that note or that sound kind of disappears, and you have to keep going. Yeah. You have to listen for it because yeah. it, there's so much else going on exactly but you know it's there yeah. um a, another great example i'm going to give you an example of that yeah. now another great example of that is uh do you have you ever heard of penguin cafe orchestra i haven't whoa it sounds amazing <laughs> okay you check out penguin okay. cafe orchestra and, uh, and in particular a piece of music so if you like philip glass you'll probably like this okay a piece of music called telephone and a rubber band okay Okay, and it starts off with kind of a, a telephone exchange sound and a rubber band. And, oh, interesting. And, and that stays there throughout the whole wow. song as different piano and violin and everything else comes in yeah. around it. And you're, you, Amazing. You keep, and you keep going, oh, it's, yeah. it's there, isn't it? It's still there. It's still there because you want it to be there because it's yeah. called and a rubber band. But yeah. you, have to, you have to focus and you have to... Amazing. You really really try and latch onto it and it's beautiful it's a beautiful piece as well love it you know it yeah. definitely sounds like up my alley <laughs> there there you go um cat it's been an absolute pleasure uh meeting you today yeah you don't, too don't forget everybody cat's music is available for download and actually you can pay money for it as well <laughs> please do um, <laughs> yeah, please do because that's really important and yeah. analog trash would like me to say do support cat brian and buy all of her music uh and um you know when she produces a t-shirt as well mm -hmm. buy that and wear it yeah you know 
Uh, we do this on every show because it's really important. It It is very important. This does make no money, so (laughs) please support us. Uh, If you want to find Kat's latest single and her last one as well uh, and and download those, Kat, where do people go? Uh, You can go to Analog Trash's website. That's probably the easiest spot. Um, There are links to Bandcamp, to all the streaming platforms. Exactly. Analog Trash. And check out their other artists because they have some really incredible artists on that label. Do you know what? You just did a little jingle for them there. No. Analog trash. <laughs> if they want me to write the jingle, I am totally happy to do that. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? It you would know, be, yeah. You'd arrive on their website and it'd be like, dum, 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 analog trash. <laughs> it would be dark and it would be haunted and it would be full of synths. It'll be great. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> it's been a pleasure meeting you today. You um, good luck with the career. Thank do you. come back in October and talk to us about the album. Until then, everybody, this has been Cat Brian. This is. This is my music. We'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Bye, Graham. Cheers. Bye-bye.